Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Cinema Rogues. I'm your host, Andrew, and with me, as always, is our co-host, Guy. Hi. Hi. Uh, I guess we'll just... We we did. We made it to another episode. You're in the current uh, storm storm apocalypse happening right now outside your house. That's true. You're in the dog apocalypse, so it all works out. Yeah, we both got apocalypses happening. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just some usual stuff. Uh, go listen to my other show, Board Game Barbarians. If you like board games and you like barbarians, we sometimes talk about either of those. Um, so check it out. And then you can also find... <laughs> You can find Guy at Sidetail Studios on YouTube. I think uh, you're saying you're going to start start recording some stuff again soon. Yeah, I almost hit the stream button a couple of times this week. Oh, man. Getting close. Getting, getting closer. closer. <laughs> um, and then always check out our, our parent show, sister show, parent show, Retro Warriors. If you don't know who they are and you just found us organically, uh, go check them out. They're a really cool retro video game podcast. And uh, worth worth the listen for sure. Um, well, cool. Well, what you uh, what you been watching recently? Uh, I sat down and watched Soul with the kids. Nice. That's a good movie. It is a good movie. Um, I understand now where the controversy came in. Yeah. Um, and I don't feel like weighing in on it at all. Um, other other okay. than to say, I understand how putting a white person in the body of a, of a black person could be problematic for some people. Yep. Um, and that's perfectly understandable, but overall yep. I think it was a great movie with a great message. And, um, you know, it made, it's one of those things that it's one of those movies that after you see it, you kind of reflect on life and what you're doing and, and how you can sort of appreciate more of what's going on around you. And I thought that was fantastic. Yeah. I also enjoyed that movie. It was very delightful. Uh, Delightful. I've been, wa- been watching more women's soccer. We are we're still working our way through the tournament. Um, nice. So it's you know I mean the soccer is you know an hour and a half game. You're probably close to two hours of watching it. So I mean wa- watching a soccer game is like watching a movie. You know so it's, you can only get through so many in a week. Right. And then uh, other than that, we have also been watching the show called Night Fight. Okay. I don't know. Have you heard of the show at all? I've not. You're you're talking K N I G H T, not like nighttime fight. Yeah, 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 like K N I G H T. So it's apparently there's a armored fighting league, um, and I don't know who. Or, well, I do know who started it because he's a he's a judge on the show. Okay, and I can't think of his name. Um, but but basically, it's a bunch of uh, people like dressed in like real armor, um, with blunted weapons, so they're not like sharpened. Mm-hmm. But you're still like wailing on somebody with like a hand axe. It just doesn't oh, have an edge on it. Um, and, and and basically the format of the show is they, they get six people. Um, they put them through like three rounds of one minute long fights. They decide who the best three are and they go on to the next round. And then the other three have to fight it out to figure out who the best one is. Yeah, of those three. And then they do a team fight like two on two for two rounds of a minute. And okay. then at the end, the winning team, they have to fight each other for two rounds of like 90 seconds. Uh, and they're just fucking wailing on each other constantly. Like you'll see somebody who's just like, um, like he'll run, he'll run up there and, and like say like two people like engaged with each other. Right. So you see so they, they, they're paying attention to each other 
And then the third mm-hmm. person will run up with like, like I said, like a hand axe or a sword and just like fucking like wailing right in the back. How like, do like they right in the kidney and you see it just like collapse on the floor like oh yeah how do they judge that just like by the by how how hard the hit is or yeah basically who seems like they've been dishing out more than they've been taking i guess jeez well that <laughs> sounds nuts. brutal where is that uh it's on the history channel i think oh okay so i don't have access to that probably not i think we have access to it because we signed up for uh hulu plus a few months ago Ah, okay. Well, I've been... Uh, I, I watched Greenland, uh, which is the Gerard Butler, the newest Gerard Butler uh, disaster movie, and it was not good at all. Um, is there? Is there? Is there, like, what's going on with Greenland? Why is Greenland a disaster movie? I don't want to... I mean, I mean, I guess I could spoil it. Does anybody... I guess that's, I can't ask. Does anyone care if I spoil this movie? <laughs> Um, yeah, so I, I mean, Greenland has to do with the end of the movie, but basically it, it's, uh-huh. it's, it's basically deep impact for the most part. A big asteroid's going to hit the planet and they're trying to get to a safety bunker. I'll give you a deep impact in a big asteroid. All right. <laughs> And it's, uh, it's not, it was not great. It was more like the human, oh my God, my dog's going nuts. Um, it's more of like the, I guess, human aspect of it and less of the disaster movie aspect of it. So that Uh, was disappointing. Like nobody cares. I was going to ask if it was like, uh, the deep impact to deep impact, you know, like, when people think of uh, Deep Impact, they automatically think of, you know, low-rent Armageddon, basically. Right. So would you classify Greenland as, like, low-rent Deep Impact? Kind of, because they don't really, like, there's a couple... They don't really show the disaster, for the most part. Like, there's, like, two or three shots where they show it, it, something impacting the planet. Otherwise, it's just like, oh, yeah, the took out Florida... Like that you just hear, like they just tell you that it took out Florida and they don't really show it. Like at the end of, at the end of the movie, they show the planet and all of the impact points, Mm -hmm. but like the rest of the movie, there's not really that in there. It was, it was just disappointing. Sounds like it. Other than that, rewatching new girl. Uh, that's a fantastic show. I highly recommend it to anybody that has not seen new girl. Yeah, I need to go back and finish that. I think we talked at one point that I got whatever whatever season that Prince is in was the last season that I watched. I think they ended that season on a beach or some shit. I think that's the last season or the second to the last season. Oh, no, that's the second to the last season. Last season's great, man. Unlike other shows where sometimes it like peters out at the end, mm-hmm. last, last season's still strong. Um, it's got some of my favorite jokes in there, especially there's some mustache jokes. Nice. Yeah, I'm afraid that like the Flash is going to go down that road. Uh, I, I don't think it's in our news, but the news hit this week that like two of the original cast members are, are done after oh. the season, and I think I think they're on season seven going into season eight. I'm like, you know what? Maybe maybe just end it, <laughs> <laughs> or just reboot it. Just start a new Flash show with all new characters. I love Grant Gustin as the Flash. I think he makes a great Barry. I think it's a great. It, it was it, it was a great show. This season's been kind of meh. 
But yeah, I mean, I'm I just know. saying they could reboot the whole. I mean, especially if if Warner Brothers got behind them and actually gave them money, um, it'd be nice to see like an actual like comic book reboot, but of their. Uh, what is the what is the WB now? It's whatever the CW. The, the CW. There we go. Like a CW reboot of all those shows would be pretty cool. Yeah. It looks like, I mean, they just launched like Superman and Lois. So it looks like they're going to continue uh, pumping out shows and shit. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, other than that, I watched the third season of a show called Formula One Drive to Survive, which is basically just a bunch of behind the scenes. Uh, just dramatic people being overly dramatic behind the scenes on Formula One. Is it is it like current to the current season of Formula One? It's current to the last season. So the one oh, that okay. I just watched was 2020. Um, gotcha. So because they filmed that season and then they edit it and then they put it out like after the season's over. So um, it's just all the behind the scenes drama of of Formula One and all the all the drivers and the guys that run the teams and everything. So are you are you into Formula One generally? Um. I I can't watch a whole race mm-hmm. just because it bores me, but I like the idea of it, and this show still shows bits of the race, but it shows all the interesting, exciting parts only. Oh, nice. And so that kind of like feeds my Formula One interest enough to watch it, and they, they don't really like, they kind of go into who won overall and, and all of that. Um, but it's, it's more of just like the drama behind, behind the scenes. Yeah. I know that like Austin has, uh, a formula one race, uh, like on the circuit and it's like one of the only formula one races in North America every year. It's the only one in America. I know that. Yeah. Um, actually I think it's the only one in North America. I don't think there's a Canadian Grand Prix. There might be, I don't know. I don't pay attention that, that much to it. I just like I like car racing, but I don't like NASCAR because it's just going around in a circle. Um and I don't care to watch like Formula One exists, so why would I watch the stuff below it, like kart racing and all of that? <laughs> if I if I can watch like the best cars and most expensive cars in the world, like duke it out, why would I care about anything else? For sure, for sure. Yeah. I know I know I have some friends that, that uh Every so often we'll, you know, like every five years or so we'll go down or try to go down to Austin to watch the race. I don't know. It always seemed like an interesting idea, but I'm not like that into racing. Yeah. My dad's super into it and that's the only reason that I know it existed. But I've thought about like, cause actual race tickets for one are really expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to just sit out in the sun for two or three hours or however long the races last. Um, but I've thought about like, cause qualifying, like just buying the qualifying tickets where you can watch the qualifying runs, mm-hmm. they're really cheap. They're like, I don't know, like 50 bucks or like 30 bucks. Like they're not expensive at all. Oh, wow. I mean, that that's not that compared and that, that is like expensive to some people, but compared to the actual tickets where they're you're talking like hundreds of dollars to thousands of dollars for race tickets. Uh, like oh yeah, yeah, for sure. 50, Especially if you want a guaranteed seat. Yeah, fifty to a hundred dollars to watch the cars qualify. You're still watching the cars do something. I've thought about like bringing my dad 
down here at one point and doing that, but COVID happened. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Maybe next year. Maybe. Uh, Why don't you take us away on the Marvel news you got in here? All right. Uh, Marvel released a a new sizzle reel for phase four, uh, which was mostly uh, like a recap of the previous phases. What? Did you watch it? I did. I did watch it. You watched a trailer? I watched a trailer. <laughs> Marvel gets me, man. I, I can't stay away. I almost watched uh, the, the Venom trailer today, in fact. Yeah, that was in the news. They're in the news also. But I haven't watched that one either. I probably watched it after the show. Nice. I, I enjoyed the first one. Before the show. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but yeah no they've got, they've got a new trailer um, that was more or less kind of a recap of of you know uh, Endgame and Infinity War yeah um, and and kind of highlighted some some of the more emotional moments I suppose um, but buried within that there was the um, new uh, new footage from the Eternals uh, mm-hmm. which looked interesting I mean it's flashy it's very teasery and it wasn't anything you know plot specific about it right um I think the the biggest reveals were were the new names of, of Captain Marvel 2 is officially called the Marvels um and that is Captain Marvel Miss Marvel and uh Monica Rambeau from um uh whatever we just talked about WandaVision yeah and, and slash Captain Marvel 1 I guess she was a little girl in that and then Black Panther 2 is officially called Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Nice. Yeah, I liked that trailer a lot. The the phase 4 it was it got me got me. I yeah. was excited. Yeah, I'm pretty stoked about it. Oh, did you see or did you put this in here that they uh moved uh, Loki up by a couple of days? I did there so he's going to be on Wednesdays instead of Fridays. Yeah. I saw some <laughs> meme today that was like uh when you realize when you realize that Friday is named after Frigga and Wednesday is named after Odin, and it's just a, a picture of like fucking Loki pouting. He... <laughs> um. Well, I guess we'll get through the rest of the news here. So apparently, Seth Rogen refuses to work with James Franco because of abuse allegations that have come against Franco. I saw that. Um, he seemed to be kind of soft rolling it a couple of years ago, but the more uh, the more that people ask about it, the more he's like, look, I don't really, it's changed our relationship. I don't yeah. really talk to him as much and I don't plan on working with him. Yep. So that's kind of the duo that for the longest time just always worked together together. It's kind of weird to see that they're not going to be working together anymore, which I, you know, understand the reasoning for it and, it doesn't upset me in any way that they're not going to work together again. It's just kind of one of those things that has always been like a constant since the early two thousands or mid two thousands. So it's weird that it's not going to be there anymore. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, it's, it's always the safe bet to, uh, sort of back away from people who are going through it until, until, you know, the, the full story comes out or, 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 or doesn't come out, you know, whatever the case may be. And if it, if you are, um, you know, distancing yourself from, from a situation that, that can be, you know, uh, perpetuating harm, then good. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> uh, Dave Bautista is to step away as Drax after guardians of the galaxy volume three. 
So he will no longer be Drax the Destroyer. Yeah, I saw um I saw a headline about that that made it sound like he might be recast or like he had said that he's growing too old for it. Did did it say that he's actually like no, I'm I'm done? Um I did not see what he said, no. The oh, the headline okay. that I saw was like James Gunn's response or whatever about it. Oh, okay. Well, good um, so I didn't yeah, I didn't see what Dave Bautista actually said. Um also, Elon Musk hosted SNL. Did you watch that at all? I did not. I don't like Elon Musk. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to like the guy. You don't have well, to like anybody, really. I mean, I guess he came out He came out on the show, apparently, and was like, hey, I'm autistic or whatnot, which is fine. And he said he had Asperger's. Asperger's, that's what it was. Thank you. Uh, which is fine, and it is perfectly... Uh, I don't know. It, it, there's nothing wrong with having Asperger's and it takes some courage to stand up and say that. Um, and, and to, especially as, as a prominent person who's, who's a billionaire and, 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 you know, um, doing what he can to, to further like science endeavors and space and shit like that, which right. is, which is, which is great. Um, but I, I guess my problem with Elon Musk is that even if he has Asperger's, he, he's kind of also just an asshole and like, <laughs> You know, he's this billionaire that could be devoting resources to to all sorts of like actually helpful things instead of, you know, building like space tourism. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, he definitely could be doing something better, but I I don't think he's necessarily the worst billionaire out there. But I also have no sympathy for anybody that hoards their wealth. So um yeah. He did all right. There were some funny parts. Um, it was an okay show. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, my girlfriend watched it and I, I watch bits and pieces of SNL, um, as, as, as she watches them. Um, but I haven't been like super into SNL in, in a long time and I it's don't not know, been great. Yeah. I don't know that it's necessarily less funny than it used to be or, or how much of it we, you know, we look back at nostalgia or we remember like the really great, you know, bits within an episode. But uh, I don't know. I, don't know. I, just... I think that it has gone down because anytime John Mulaney hosts, he, you know he's writing most of those sketches because they're all freaking great every time he hosts. And then it goes back to not being great after that. Um, so I think, uh, I think the writing's just gone down in the past five to ten years. The Chad sketches are pretty great, which there's a new Chad sketch. Um, anyway, so we were going to do this episode on the Oscars, but we decided that we didn't want to do that because we don't care about the Oscars at all, just to be completely honest. Uh, so for anybody that was like waiting for us to do the Oscars because we said we would last episode, we, we went back on our word and we're doing Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, yeah, I think it, it came to about a week ago and we we're like, so do you really want was, to do the Oscars? Yeah, it was painfully obvious that neither of us wanted to do the Oscars. I think also neither of us wanted to put in the work to like sit down and watch them. It was honestly kind of a pain for me to do the little bit of research that I did. Right. Well, it comes down. it comes down to like what do you want the show to be? And do you want to, do you want the show to be a 
critique of who got the awards, or do you want the show to be a summary of the broadcast? And neither of those sounded appealing. Yeah. And we rather, you know, we wanted the show to be about movies, and really, I guess it's become entertainment, um, TV show and movies, and not about awards. I mean, we kind of talk about awards a little bit, but it's we don't really don't really care um let me see here okay so i guess we'll get into the little bit that we do have uh, we're gonna just kind of fire these off uh nomad land won best picture uh best actor went to anthony hopkins for the father best actress was taken by Frances mcdormand for nomad land soul won best animated feature uh chloe Zhao won best director for nomad land and best original screenplay went to Promising Young Woman. And that's about all I put into <laughs> into that. Um, See, if we had done a whole show, it would have been like a 10-minute show. We just read the winners, and that was it. Yeah, that's all it would have been. I mean, that's, <laughs> that is kind of all it would have been, and that's the the bad part is I didn't want the show to just be us because we would have had to watch all of the movies and none of them are like two of them are available on streaming services. And I think one of them, one or two of them I actually wanted to watch. So I bought it when it was on sale, but I'm not, I just don't want to pay $20 to rent five $20 a piece to rent five movies is, you know, more than our budget of $0 for the show. (laughs) <laughs> if we if we ever get back into into theaters and and movie pass and all that then there's a there's a higher likelihood we'll see more of those movies. Oh, for sure. Um once we get kind of back into theaters and I'm fully vaccinated now so I can me too. Totally. Yeah. So I I'll feel more comfortable. I'll still wear a mask, but I'll feel more comfortable going to theaters again. Um especially once if they still do the movie pass. Um I'll probably go back go back again multiple times a month. Yeah, dude, I assume that movie theaters will do will, will go back to doing things like that. But I mean, at this point they're they're renting out entire uh, you know, theaters for $100 a showing or $200 Oh yeah, a showing. just to try to get people in there. Yeah. It's nuts, man. Yeah, what a time we live in. What a time to be alive. What a time. Um, all it, right. Oh yeah. <laughs> Moon pie. What a time to be alive. <laughs> um, all right, we're going to get into the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, so for a synopsis, six months after the Falcon was handed Captain America's shield, a terrorist organization run by super soldiers threatens the world. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier must track them down and stop their evil plot. Uh, the story is a lot. I didn't want to mention deeper than that summary. Um, and it's... Evil plot is in quotations, but you can't see that when I say it. Um, <laughs> I could see it. I could hear it when you said it that time. Oh, can evil plot. An evil plot. Evil plot. Yeah. <laughs> I like that you were missing a period. So it looked just like uh, that soldiers threatened the world, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. It threatened. Well, technically they did threaten <laughs> the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Ah. <laughs> uh. Uh, well, it released March 19th uh, to April 23rd of this year, 2021. Um, started in development in 2018, Marvel had decided that they wanted to create limited-run television shows for specific characters that had not had their own films. 
Um, the show was announced in April of 2019. Uh, and the version of the show that we got was originally pitched and headed by Malcolm Spellman, uh, who wanted to make the show more like a buddy cop movie like Rush Rush Hour or Lethal Weapon, uh, which I could totally see like those influences in the movie. I think less o- over the top, but still there. Yeah, no, I I uh, I enjoyed the dynamic between between uh, Bucky and 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 um, Sam for that very reason. Um, the 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 way they interacted with each other, you had, and it seemed like a lot of it was was um, neither of them wanting to work together, but realizing they needed to. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was a great dynamic. Um, we'll go through some of. Do you want to? Do these one after another, or do you want me just to fire through them? Uh, it's all you, buddy. All righty, cool. Uh, so the director was Carrie Scoglin, and she directed all of the episodes. Um, writers were Malcolm Spellman, like I said before, Michael Kiestelin, Derek Colstad, Dolan Musan, and Joseph Sawyer. Um, Anthony Mackey was the Falcon. Sebastian Stan was Bucky Barnes, Winter Soldier, and Aaron Kellyman was Carly Morgenthau, who was the leader of the quote-unquote terrorist group. I guess technically <laughs> they are terrorist groups. Um, they did yeah. kill some folks. They did kill some folks, and they did bomb a building, so yes, they are terrorists. Um, even if It doesn't mean they were wrong. Yeah, even if you're sympathetic to their cause. Um, and then supporting roles, you got Wyatt Russell, Emily Van Camp, and Daniel Bruhl. Bruhl's rules. Um, <laughs> Damn it. They haven't, uh, they haven't, there's been, there've been no awards. I mean, the show has been barely out for, you know, a month or two. Um, there is an award that's for like MTV has like best duo and I think best actor for Anthony Mackie. But that hasn't, I think they've just been announced or uh, not nominated for it. Do you think MTV's uh, movie awards still do things like best fight? I don't, I hope so. They're the only ones that did it, so they ha- have to keep it going. Right, it seems like a very critical category. Yeah. <laughs> um, Rotten Tomato score, you have an 89 for the reviewers and a 72 for the average audience score. And then Metacritic, you've got a 74 meta, meta score and a 5.7 user score. So it kind of sounds like people didn't like it for some reason. And I don't understand why. What did you think of it? Uh, I thought it, I thought it was good. Um, I liked it less than I liked WandaVision, but WandaVision was kind of off the charts good in my opinion. Yeah. Um but I you know I enjoy that the the Marvel shows uh seem to be tackling, you know, larger issues. I, we talked about WandaVision and its and its take on grief. Um this movie or this this show specifically was, you know, taking on um uh racism uh in 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 a lot of respects. Uh, although I don't think they ever used the word racism, which which I kind of felt was uh, a misstep, honestly, as directly as they they were tackling it. Yeah, I don't remember uh, them ever using it. Um, but it's it's one of those things where 
uh, Marvel movies are good for what they are. And, and, and you have different genres within Marvel movies. Like the, uh, uh, second Captain America movie was more of a, a political uh, espionage thriller kind of movie right. um, than, than it was like a traditional superhero movie, uh, you know, things of that nature. But, but largely the formula is, is, is the same uh, where it's, it's, you kind of know how it's going to go. It's not going to go too deep into anything and it's, and it's going to be a fun adventure. Right. Um, and, and they've been very successful and there's nothing wrong with that formula. And I'm, I'm not at all tired of it. If they want to keep pumping out those movies, um, you know, that, that are fairly easily consumable, um, then, then great. I'll go watch every single one of them. But I think this sort of longer format gives them a, a better way to, to tell those, the more intimate stories and the more, um, complex, uh, relationships that, 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 you know, these, these heroes do have to deal with, you know, in this world. Right. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. I know uh I know Justin's very tired of Marvel movies, <laughs> which I find just funny. Um yeah, I I agree with that. I would say it's a solid watch for me. Um I really liked the topics that I talked about racism, income inequality, uh, wealth distribution. Um yeah, and we feel- all know you like racism, Andrew. Yeah, I liked. Is that what I said? <laughs> I liked them talking about racism, <laughs> the topic, and bringing it forward and how they approached it. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, um, and uh, yeah, I feel like they did a good job overall. Would you suggest it? Yeah, absolutely. Um. I think we, we talked about again last episode that Disney plus at this point is, is uh, well worth the investment. Um, and if you're going to spend some time on Disney plus, then yeah, absolutely. Go watch it. It's, it's, it's great. Um, yeah. Yep. I'd say if you're a Marvel fan and you like buddy cop movies uh, and have Disney plus uh, definitely worth watching. And if you don't have Disney plus uh, just do a free trial and watch this and WandaVision and maybe wait until Loki comes out and do you do it all at once and just quit your job and watch all the shows. Maybe don't quit your job. Maybe just take a break. Yeah. Take, 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 take a little vacation. Take a day off. Take a couple of days off and watch, watch the show. Um, well, cool. Well, I guess we're going to get into spoiler territory. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's talk about it. Spoiler zone. Spoiler zone. All right, let's talk about it. Um, <laughs> well, I, I guess we we already mentioned that they they get into to the race dynamic, and and I want to touch on that a, a little bit. Um, again, we, I suppose this show more more so than Retro Warriors, we 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 tend to dive into uh political topics a little bit more and and frankly uh racism shouldn't be a political topic right it's right. A, it's a human rights topic but um it it was it was interesting to see how they um you know the the idea of them putting uh the the captain america suit on 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 a black man and and what that means to 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 people of color what that means to uh Captain America as a whole and, and, and how can somebody 
you know, take on that mantle and take on that role of, 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 you know, leadership. Right. Um, while still acknowledging and respecting all the things that are wrong with America from, from a, from a racism standpoint. Right. Right. Um, and, and that's kind of what I was talking about earlier, how it's, you can't do that in a movie. There's, there's no way. There's um, no way to get the point across over a two hour period. Right. Exactly. Um, and so you had, you had the, uh, just the, the, the subplot of, of Isaiah Bradley, um, who, uh, if you haven't read the, the truth comic, I think it's called, um, I like, have not. Uh, I, I think I've got the first like four issues, um, uh, but that was right around when I stopped collecting the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's, it's really good and it starts out really well. And it's, it's basically, uh, I believe it takes place in the, in the Vietnam era. Uh, and you know, it draws on the inspiration of the, um, the Tuskegee experiments, uh, where they, you know, experimented on, on black men in the army for, uh, they they performed medical uh, experiments on them without telling them um, because they, they, they saw black people as, as disposable basically. Um, and so like to give an example, one of the experiments was they injected, uh, they knowingly injected these men without telling them with full active uh, like syphilis cultures yeah. just to see what it would do to their bodies and run experiments and shit. And like told them they were treating it and then didn't treat it. Right. You know, like, like shit like that. So they used the, the writer of, of that comic used that sort of story as an inspiration to say, well, what would they do if they got their hands on a super serum in, in, you know, in a, in a similar era? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, in, in this, uh, you're dealing with, you're dealing with it in 2020. So you're, lo- you're looking back on it. Um, but I really would recommend go, going and reading that comic cause it, it was, it was really interesting, but um, to see that, you know, they did, uh, in, in the Marvel universe, you know, they did create a black super soldier. Um, but that wasn't, you know, good enough for them to, to make him Captain America, even though yeah. at that time, the original Captain America had been, you know, presumed dead for 30 years or so. Yeah. And so, you know, and it's just, it's, it's, and again, it's, it's a fictionalized example, but it's one more example of how there's this, you know, just insane double standard that, that, that shouldn't exist. And, 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 and it was nice to see them dive into that. Um, I yeah. think that, uh, one, of, one of the more overt, uh, references that they made was after they left Isaiah's house the first time, um, you know, the cops stopped them and, 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 and it was like, Hey, you know, we will give us your ID. And they only said it to Sam, you know, right. Bucky and, and was Buck, with him and, and they didn't say anything to Bucky. Yeah, and Bucky's like, "Come on, man! Why don't you just give me your idea, idea?" And and just like that amount of, um, I suppose ignorance is the right word, but but yeah, um, you know, just not understanding what the big deal is when somebody is is asking you unprompted for for identification when you've done nothing to to do that right. is a completely different thing when you're a person of color versus when you're a white person. At, yeah. le- at least in America and, and, and I would assume in, in many other places, but you know, I, I so it, again, it, it was neat to see them tackling that and, and to do it in, in, in a, in a pretty respectful way. Um, but, but as we touched on a little bit earlier, it, it's not, it's not perfect. Right. And it, right. it it's never going to be perfect. Um, but 
the, you know, a, a couple of examples that I can think of are, you know, that they didn't, they didn't overtly say, you know, this is racism. And, and, and I think there, there's power in that word and there, and there would be, there would have been power in acknowledging that, but maybe that was over their, you know, their threshold, who knows? Um, you know, so, and then on top of that, um, they killed Lamar, which on the surface isn't a bad thing, right? Like the, the idea of this, uh, you know, lifelong friend of the new captain America gets killed and that's what sends him over the edge and, and really shows you the differences between John Walker and Steve Rogers. Right. Right. But it becomes problematic when that person happens to be black. And so now you're just another media example or another example in, in Western media where we've, 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 we've traumatized and killed a black person in order to motivate the actions of a white person. Like it's, it's, it, again, I can see why people would think it's problematic without me saying it's problematic. I can understand it. Yeah. Um, did you want to add anything to any of that? Kind of no, I think on you, a tangent. I think you covered it pretty well. Um, <laughs> there's not really much that uh, that I can really add to it. I mean, other than that, I just I I'm glad they because in the comics, it's both the Falcon and Winter Soldier were Captain America for some time, right? Uh, yeah, I believe at so. one point or another. Um, and I'm glad. I'm I'm actually really glad to see, uh, for one, that the Falcon was chosen as the next captain America and that his costume is like basically the same as the comics. Yeah. And I I like that. It wasn't an easy decision for him. You know, um, I mean the, the whole show really kicked off with him, uh, giving the shield back to, to the government and and letting the government decide what to do. Right. Um, you know, because he didn't, he felt it basically had imposter syndrome, which I I know we kind of all deal with. Right. Right. This this idea that we aren't we don't deserve the positions that we're in, even though, you know, we we've been working hard our our entire lives to get where we're at. You know, your your brain is mean basically and says no no no. <laughs> everybody's going to figure out that you're just faking it. Yeah, and I like that the show basically was the full progression of him, uh, earning it for like, I guess proving it to himself really that he yeah. did deserve it. Yeah, absolutely. Not not only did he did he prove it to himself, but he also um, his, his motivation for not wanting to be Captain America, like, uh, kind of changed throughout it as he learned about Isaiah, um, yep. as he, as he sort of reflected on what it would mean to, to again, carry, carry the colors of a nation that never respected his people. Mm. Um, you know, but, but eventually came to say, no, I'm going to, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this my way. And, and I'm going to, you know, be, be a symbol of inspiration for everybody like me who thinks that they, they can be, you know, Captain America right. or whatever. I, I thought that was great. Me too. I agree. Um, it would be nice if it came with a salary though. Right. Yeah. We'll get into that. The, I guess they do talk about the Avengers not making money. Right. So there was this big plot point um, where uh, he, Sam and his sister were going to have to sell their family boat that their parents had, had used to, to make their livelihood or whatnot. Um, and, and part of it was, you know, part of it was them going to the bank to try and get a loan and Sam walking in all cocky, like, well, I'm the Falcon. Of course they're going to give me money. Like they trust me. Yeah. Um, and, and just 
you know, the, the, the idea and, and that, t- that touched on, on, you know, income inequality and, and, and how, how race plays a factor into that. But again, yeah. I don't want to fucking belabor the point anymore that I have. Um, but it's, it, it's also very, it's also jarring to think that, you know, the, 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 the people who have been responsible for saving the world over the past, uh, five years in universe, um, you know, and longer, I suppose, um, yeah. don't have any, are, are doing it because they, they want to, they're not doing it for monetary compensation. Right. Um, even though they're like teammates with a billionaire. <laughs> You think he would set up some sort of salary or bonus uh, situation for them. But I guess a lot of them, I mean, Sam works for the government, doesn't he? Uh, he does. So he would have a salary from the government. And I was, I would assume that would be a little bit larger since he is operating equipment that no one else knows how to operate and going on secret missions. I mean, you would think that, but I mean, the way that, you know, the, the armed forces pays people is, is baked based on, you know, rank and experience and everybody kind of, it, it, it's one of the ultimate, uh, transparent salary situations. Like whatever your, you know, your pay rank is, that's what you're getting. But what pay rank is Falcon? Is um, the, the Falcon rank? The Falcon I guess that rank. depends on if he's an officer or not. Yeah, I guess so. They don't really go into that. Um, you would assume that he is making something more than other people, I, w- I would hope, but they don't really talk about it. Um, other other kind of economy talks is just the whole, the terrorist group um, in general, just income inqu- inequality and being dispersed and being mis- displaced. Right. I mean, their, their whole thing was that they were, um, like after the blip, they kind of, uh, people had to, to, had to come together and, 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 you know, become one, one human race basically, um, uh, to, to solve the, the problem of, of all of a sudden half their people are missing, uh, or slash dead, you know, um, you know, depending on, on, on your, your personal view of the matter, you know, in universe. Yeah. Um, so you've got, you know, you've got to, to rebuild infrastructure. You have to, uh, just deal with, with insane amounts of grief, which is going to, you know, include ceremonies and, and, uh, uh, I don't know, monuments and, 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 you know, some semblance of trying to get back to normal. Um, and, and through that, you know, people, people moved around to, to where, uh, to, I suppose, community groups, you know, where, where, where people needed to be. Like if you had a bunch of randos, um, you know, in, in the, in the, the London countryside, what am I trying to say? English countryside. Yeah. Um, and then, and then half the people disappeared in order for, for society to function. A lot of those people would necessarily need to migrate towards London. Right. Right. Um, and then people were going wherever their, their, their jobs fit the skills, uh, and where they were needed. And then when everybody came back, basically people were, like, all right, let's put the, the old world order back in place. And, 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 and I would think again in universe, rightfully so a lot of people are like, well, but this is better. Why should we go back? You know? Yeah. And I can't, I can't say that I disagree with it with, with any of them. I, I, I disagree with, you know, blowing people up and, and killing methods. people. Yeah. 
I mean, and that's kind of the whole point that Sam was making the entire movie is is not disagreeing with their point of view and not disagreeing with what they're trying to say, but disagreeing with how they're trying to say it and what they're doing about it, which is blowing up buildings and killing people and intimidating people and trying to make more super soldiers. Yeah, well, yeah, and I think they ended up making like four total or so. Yeah, and then you also had uh, the new Captain America, was it Wyatt Russell? Yeah, yeah. He took the serum. He did take the serum. Um, Wyatt Russell did a great job uh, being a person that I hated. Yep, yep, he did a great job. And he turned into what, U.S. agent? Isn't that a guy from the comics too? Uh, That is. John Walker in the comics is... uh, I think he did spend a brief time as, as Captain America, but, but eventually was a U.S. agent. Yeah. Um, and I assume from, from what I've been hearing that the, uh, there, there's likely to be a season two or at the very least a continuation of the stories that they have set up in season one. Hmm. Um, they did change the title card at the end. So it said, uh, uh, was it Captain America and the winter soldier? Yeah. But, um, uh, but apparently that title card was news to the director, I believe. Um, oh, I didn't hear that. It, it was news to somebody. I don't remember if it was the writer or the director, but but basically that title card wasn't supposed to be in there. It was just was supposed to say Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the Marvel execs decided that they wanted to change it. And whoever it was that, that, that it was a surprise to uh, was kind of mad about it because they thought that you know, by the end of the show that, that Bucky was no longer the winter soldier. You know, he, he, he's fully into his sort of white wolf persona. So it'd be Captain America and Bucky Barnes. Yeah. Captain America and Bucky Barnes or Captain America and the white wolf or Captain Falcon, Falcon and the soldiers of the future. That's fine too. Uh, they did announce, uh, the fourth movie that there is going to be a fourth Captain America movie, uh, with Sam as Captain America. Oh, did they? Pretty, I didn't see that. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Uh, I didn't put that in the news. Nice. But they didn't. They didn't make that announcement. That was ruined for me. So the day um, that came out, the day that the ep- the last episode launched, mm-hmm. and I was on Gamespot, and Gamespot, like f- front of Gamespot, was like new Captain America movie with Sam Wilson as the uh, Captain Captain America as Captain Falcon, and I was like, well, thanks for now. I know that happens in the show. I'm interested to see what they do with that. Like, are they going to, are they going to continue the story here? Is there going to be a second season in between? I mean, I guess we'll get more details as the future happens, but the future. Yeah. Uh, what do you want to say about Sharon Carter? That her twist was dumb and shitty. Oh, her being the shadow broker or whatever. Yeah. Like, I mean, it wasn't very, it wasn't hard to see coming. Well, Sure. It wasn't hard to see coming, um, uh, mainly because there there weren't any other suspects in the show, and you know, dealing with the show and and this sort of shadowy figure that that eventually there was going to be a reveal. Right. But I'm just talking from the standpoint of like Sharon Carter, niece of Peggy Carter, uh, one time crush of Captain America, like like Steve Rogers. Like, how is that person 
the power broker. Like, I don't know. Power broker. That's what it is. Yeah. It doesn't make any fucking sense to me that this, the, um, the Sharon Carter that we have seen on screen um, and, and knowing how she has acted and felt about Steve um, America in general um, and, and, and how she reacted to Hydra when Hydra came out. Like, yeah, it was, it was shitty that uh, America didn't or or considers her a fugitive, um, you know, when, when she very, very clearly wasn't and, and, and ultimately was, was justified in what she did. Um, and, and, and she had to become resourceful or whatnot and, and ended up in Madripoor. But the, the idea that now she is, um, you know, got her old job and in intelligence back, uh, if not a more senior position and is about to start, you know, selling trade secrets to the highest bidder. Yeah. Like that the, was kind of right. I mean, I, I could see her like not become like becoming a bad person through everything that happened to her. And then of of course, like the blip happening, like if everyone you knew basically was gone, that's going to change you in some way. Um, so, I mean, I can buy her becoming the power broker, but yeah, that was really shitty at the end. Her just like walking away about to sell government secrets. Yeah. And then like just fucking cold killing Carly. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was rough. Yeah, like it's just it's it's so out of character for what we have seen of her that it seemed like a twist for the sake of making a twist because you quote unquote wouldn't expect it, right? Yeah. I do want to say that uh Aaron Kellyman did a great job as Carly. I'd never seen her in anything before. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. She was fantastic. She put uh, uh a lot of soul into that role, I guess, is is the best way I can say that. Soul into the role. Yeah, I had to make it rhyme, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, well, cool. Do we want to talk about Bucky? Yeah, let's let's talk some about Bucky. Like, Bucky is such a tr- tragic character. I think one of the lines that stuck with me um, a lot was that uh, when he was like, I've been spending, I spent my whole life, uh, you know, fighting for the greater good, and I failed twice. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> Like that's when I, I don't know, I guess it hit me or, or I, or I realized that Bucky has died twice already. Yeah. And but just, still like living forever. Yeah. He's, he's still living forever. And he, you know, and he's walked away and ma- and made amends for, for, for having been the winter soldier. And, and like I said, the writer or the director or, or somebody is of the opinion that, you know, by the end of the show, Bucky is, is no longer the winter soldier. He's, he's left that behind and, uh, you know, move, moving on with his life. And I think that's, that's, that's great for him as, as a character. Yep. And I can definitely see that movement happening throughout the entire show. Also just heartbreaking at the end when he has to tell his friend that he killed his son. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I, I like the way that they did that and I like the direction yeah. that they went. Um, I was rooting for them to, for him to, to be understanding and for them to continue their friendship, you know? Right. Um, but, but, but yeah, but I, but I also like the way that they did it. I think, um, you know, having, having Bucky walk away from that friendship and, and kind of check in on him for half a second to make sure that he was okay. I think it was a good way to do it. Yeah. Definitely. Um, Definitely agree. 
I thought it was really funny uh, when they were having that fight scene in the ho- in the hotel with with the Wakandans, you know. Mm-hmm. And then uh, what's her face, the the lead Wakanda Wakandan um, guard, like basically like taps him on the shoulder and his arm falls off and he just stops. <laughs> like I don't know if he stopped because he was confused or if it was part of them like deactivating his arm, but he just immediately freezes in place. <laughs> I feel like he just stopped because he no longer had an arm anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck uh, me, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I guess finally we'll talk about Zemo. I fucking love Zemo. Yeah, Z- Zemo is great. I I don't know why they kept him around so long because he just kept like fucking everything up for him. I know they they tried to justify like, oh, we need him because he's got information that we need. And he knows people, but he just keeps like screwing them over at every chance that he can. Dude, Zemo's so funny though. Cause like, again, on the surface, I don't disagree with him. Like, you know, having super soldiers existing and, and, you know, kind of the entire point of why they, you know, needed the Sokovia Accords and shit like makes, makes sense. Right. Um, You know, the, the escalation of, of violence and powers uh, is is a cycle that you're never going to get away from, um, you know, one, once that genie is out of the bottle. And so having him super motivated to track down and destroy the serum and, and you know, eventually at the end he has his butler, like, blow up the three remaining super soldiers. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, it, it makes sense of, 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 of why he's doing that. I just, he's so charismatic and it's so weird. It's so weird to see when he spent, you know, most of uh Captain America Civil War just being sort of a, a a random bad guy with a with a bone to grind, you know? Yeah. I I also like that actor a lot. It's Daniel Bruhl, um, that played Zemo. And I think he did a great job, obviously, in the first what was he in? Uh Civil War. Yeah. Where he first shows up. Yeah. Did a great job there, did a great job here, and I also liked him in uh Inglorious Bastards. That's also great performance always a good performance from him i i enjoyed that part where he tried to activate bucky oh yeah <laughs> just to see if he could yeah <laughs> like he's just a dick for no reason and it's like, funny like, to me i had to try <laughs> <laughs> it's weird that he didn't end up in like a wakandan prison yeah it's kind of weird that they took him to the raft rather than uh back to wakanda but maybe I don't know, maybe they didn't have a budget for Wakanda, who knows. Yeah, they didn't want to shell out the cash for that CG. Right, and they didn't want to be like, oh, here, we're locking up one of the most dangerous men in the world. Wait, where's uh, T'Challa, though? Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, cool, I don't really have anything else to say about it. Did you have anything else you wanted to talk about? Um. No, I guess as, as far as final thoughts go, I thought... Um, the the show was 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 really well put together. I mean, it's short. I think it's six episodes, right? Yeah, it's six episodes. Um, but they're they were an hour long each. Um, and they're good episodes. They are. They're they're really good. I I think there there are some a few problems with with, with a couple of things that I had. Um, you know, specifically with Sharon Carter. I think that that was the thing that stood out the most to me that I didn't like at all. Yeah. Um, but. You know, I think I think they 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 swung big. They tried to tackle some big issues, and and they they mostly succeeded at doing that. So, uh, you know, good on them. I, I thought. Oh, I guess one last thing. I thought Sam's speech when he finally uh, 
when he confronted the the senators or, or whoever it was that were making the decisions about resettlement. Oh, yeah. um, I thought really his, his speech there w- was great. Uh, you know, I think it's it's very applicable to the things that are going on in, in today's world. And I, and I think it there are things that, that needed to be said. Um, I just kind of wish they would be said in real life too. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's going to change anything in real life, even though I, I would hope that if somebody like an actual senator watched this, that they would try to think about it, but they're still only going to think about their own personal agenda. So who cares? The world's dying. Everything's terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Hope. That's what we come here for. Yep. (laughs) Uh, Well, you can watch it on Disney plus, as we said earlier in the show and guy, why don't you tell us what our next episode is going to be on? We are going to watch Terminator Dark Fate. Oh, boy. Yeah. Which should I, be fun because I just learned that Andrew's never seen a Terminator movie from nuts. I've to- seen Terminator Salvation all the way through. Right. Okay. When I say a Terminator movie, I mean one of the two good ones. Okay. Okay. So the third one in Yeah. The Dark third Fate. one and the fourth one that you watched. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, no, that's uh, I. I've wanted to watch the movie. Like I've seen all the Terminator movies. I've I've been watching them since I was a kid, and it's just like a guilty pleasure of mine to watch them and watch how bad they are. Um, yeah. But I always get they're, they're always entertaining to me, even if their internal logic makes no sense. Yep, I I agree, but I don't know what I'm talking about. So, <laughs> I all I remember from uh, Terminator Salvation was making the joke that because all the Terminators are from San Francisco. Therefore, they have to run on the San Francisco treat, which is rice-a-roni. And so we just kept imagining Terminators, like, shoving box, boxes of dry rice-a-roni in their mouths and, like, just <laughs> chopping them up for no, like, <laughs> for sustenance. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Riding trolleys down the street. Do they, do they have to, like, like, rip open the little, like, packets, too? And just, like... Yeah, I, I imagine some would do that. Some would just shove the entire box in their mouth. I think that would also work. They got like little grinders in the back of their throat just for that. (laughs) Just just for the box. Yep. Uh, Well, great. (laughs) Well, thanks everyone for listening and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.